0: Please be seated. Nice to see you all here with us this evening. Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of Lent, as we all know, a season that begins with dust and ashes. The Ash Wednesday liturgy calls us to reflection and into deepening relationship with God as we enter into this Lenten season The 40 days of Lent invite us to focus and reflect on who we are and how we live our lives, what matters to us, and what our priorities are, and how those priorities and choices do or do not connect us more fully with the love of God. It can be an intentional journey from brokenness to restoration, from darkness to light, from fear to love, from mourning to celebration, from ashes to rebirth and joy. Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. A simple sentence that embodies this day and this season of Lent. It is stark, harsh even, A reminder of the fleeting nature of our mortal life. A reminder that we are all moving moment to moment towards death. Remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. As the sign of the cross is placed on your forehead in ashes. Beautiful, poignant words and imagery and liturgy. And we are reminded of the words in Genesis, by the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. A poignant reminder of our mortality and the transience of our time in this earthly life, in this vulnerable human body. It can make it seem fleeting, And make our lives and our bodies seem inconsequential. Just the smallest speck of dust in this vast cycle of life. We are nothing and we return to nothing. And in Genesis, this is a punishment by God, right? In the story, God is angry because of our disobedience. And we want to lean into this with a, set, with a penitent posture. It seems like the only posture we can possibly take. And if I indulge this path, I imagine scourges and hair shirts and all methods of mortification of the flesh, right? An ancient form of spiritual discipline. And maybe we don't go to that extreme, but symbolically or psychologically, We can easily slip into a place of self-castigation and condemnation. We are unworthy. We are impure. We are imperfect. And yet, I'm also reminded of an earlier passage in Genesis. A stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the human from the dust and the ground of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. And this passage, a part of the lyrical, poetic account of creation in Genesis, reminds us not of our nothingness, but of our miraculousness. God reached down, mixed the dust of the ground with the water from a stream, and breathe life into creation. Amazing, imperfect, and miraculous from the very beginning. Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Remember, you are nothing, and to nothing you shall return. Remember, you are earth, and to earth you shall return. Remember you are everything, and everything, to everything you shall return. Remember you are of God, and to God you shall return. God gave us life, and God gave us death. And I'm reminded of a passage from Deuteronomy that we read a couple of weeks ago, and I preached on this passage when I was down at the Wind River Indian Reservation, and it just seems to have stuck with me, it's sort of this film clip or 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 snippet playing in the back of my mind as i enter into this lenten season i have set before you today life and prosperity death and adversity and this is the stuff of life we're given both life and prosperity and death and adversity it is the existence of both the yin and the yang that gives life meaning and depth. It is all a gift from God. If we did not have death, if we were immortal, what would give our lives meaning? If we didn't struggle, what would give the times of ease, their sweetness? It is the reality of death and adversity that give life and prosperity the meaning and sweetness, and it is through living, truly living, that gives our death meaning. I give you life and prosperity, death and adversity. And I don't mean to romanticize death and adversity, but they are as true a part of life as life itself. This is the path that we have been placed upon, the ups and the downs, the beautiful meadows and the jagged cliffs the rushing waters and the landslides, the beautiful sparkling sunshine and the hurricanes. God has given us life and prosperity, death and adversity. Thank you, God. But it makes life hard with struggle, pain and death, sometimes seeming to loom over us, our lives. Sometimes the specter of death and adversity block out the light of life and prosperity. It can feel oppressive, depressing, hopeless. But Moses tells us that it is our faith in God that lets the light in, that tips the balance towards blessing and joy. In the words from Deuteronomy as translated in the message, Moses very very simply tells his people to love God, walk in God's ways, keep God's commandments, so that you will live, really live, live exuberantly, blessed by God. Choose life. And it sounds so simple, doesn't it? And yet we know it isn't. Our life experience tells us that our faith in God alone doesn't make us immune to heartbreak. Making good choices and following the rules doesn't protect us from woundedness. We know better. We have lived enough life to know it is not that simple. And we're human, and even with the best of intentions, we sometimes make bad choices, and we often make mistakes. And even if we made every decision flawlessly, kept God always at the center of our being, tithed, and paid our taxes, and helped little old ladies across the street, we still rub up against adversity, face hardships, get swallowed up in depression, anxiety, and grief, and we are still moving, moment by moment, towards death. It is all part and parcel of this beautiful, miraculous life we have been given. Choosing life and prosperity does not mean we will never experience adversity or that we will never die. It means we put our energy and our hearts into living, living joyfully and exuberantly because it is all a gift. We choose life not over death because they are one and the same. We cho- choose life over despair. And I don't mean that in a Pollyanna, denial-of-truth, rose-colored-glasses sort of way. Choosing life means all of life, the good and the bad. And our faith and our knowledge of a loving God helps us to weather the challenges, sure in the knowledge that we are loved. We have known and believe the love that God has for us, it says in 1 John. God is love And those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. We love God with all our heart and all our mind and all our soul because we know God's love. And when we are able to truly trust in God's love, we do not despair. We choose life. Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This sentence, this image captures both our imperfect humanity and our inherent divinity. Like Jesus himself, fallible, imperfect human beings and yet sacred and loved. We have been gifted with life and prosperity, death and adversity, both. Again, thank you, God. Lent is a time of contemplation and grounding, remembering who we are, God's children, imperfect and miraculous from the very beginning. What I would invite you to this Lenten season is not self-reproach or attack, but a focus on and celebration of those things that bring you closer to God, doing things with intention that help you to feel the power of God's love working in your life. And those can be very traditional Lenten practices, giving something up that perhaps separates you from God, alcohol, sugar, gambling, you name it. But it can also be embracing those things that help you to recognize God's presence in your life, reminding you that you are blessed and that you are loved. A quiet walk on a snow-covered path, a time of meditation and prayer, reading poetry or scripture or a great novel, spending time with your partner or your children or close friends, painting a picture, knitting knitting baby booties, arranging beautiful flowers, shoveling your neighbor's driveway, hanging a warm coat on a tree, sitting with a loved one, or a stranger and holding their hand when they are lost in despair. Only you know those things that touch your heart, that remind you that you are a beautiful speck of dust in this incredible, miraculous, mystical world, that you are of God and with God. Remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return.